0: Looking for a great new thriller? Check out Conundrum Publishing. We publish books that make you think, from mind-bending thrillers to heart-wrenching, dramatic action-adventure novels. Our books will keep you up all night, turning the pages, eager to find out what happens next. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to conundrumpub.com STR for three totally free thrillers you won't be disappointed. Again, three full-length action thrillers totally free at conundrumpub.com slash str.
1: You have somehow ended up listening to The Stuff That's Real That You Didn't Know Was Real But Also Is Cool Podcast Or... Sturdy Dickwerbyek, or uh, never mind.
0: What's up, everyone? This is your gracious and loving host, Nick Thacker, with his gracious and loving co-host, Kevin Tumlinson. We are coming at you semi-live. When I'm as I'm speaking, this is live. As you're listening, it's pre-recorded and not live. But I'm going to go ahead and say it's live. live. Pre-recorded live. It was live at one point. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the effect for me is that it's live. The effect for you is that it's not. That's okay because we've uh, we've we've got some stuff that's going to excite you uh, and get your kicks and giggles and jollies and all kinds of uh, fun, happy things that are going to happen today. Got a great episode. I just got word that. Um, I, well, I just got word of what Kevin Tomlinson's going to be talking about today, and I'm I'm very excited. It makes me want to burn through mine so quickly, um, so that we can get to his, as is typically the case. How are you doing, man? what's What's going on I'm, in your life I'm, today? I'm really good.
1: I'm good. We are uh, right this second live. Uh, <laughs> my wife and I are in uh, Cedar Park, Texas, which is near where we are building our our house so I know that who knows that house may exist by the time this, this goes live yeah we'll you know see. Cedar Park we'll I, I, it's close I, to where I you know grew it. up right yeah a little bit that's Austin area yeah am might. yeah it's, it's the Austin area are we delayed is that why is it are you hearing me I like don't well know if that was the in that thing right
0: mm, no I think it just gets jumpy okay my bad so yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are okay. we are in Cedar Park and uh, we're still doing the whole van life thing until we build the house so um, and then we'll do the van life thing after we build the house. It'll just be you know month or three month trips or
0: whatever instead of full time on the road. Nice. That's good. that's a good way to do it I like that. Yeah man. Good deal. Well, I am still in my uh, my master bedroom bunker here uh, on the side of a volcano. That is active and is actually spewing, uh, not I shouldn't say spewing. It, leaking is probably a better word. Leaking some magma uh, out, turning it into lava. And there's a lake that's 700 feet deep right now in their caldera. Wow. There. Um, haven't been up to see it yet, but uh, it's going to probably be here for a little while. The lake keeps getting deeper, so um, yeah, that's kind of exciting. And that actually is a good segue into what I want to talk about today. For my well, damn well better friends. be this show it's
1: 700 foot deep magma lake that's got to lead somewhere <laughs> it's got to lead
0: somewhere um, 700 feet sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of lava a lot of, of magma i guess magma is when it's in the earth is it and lava is when it's out of the earth i believe you're correct so this, is a, is, this is a lava lake the
1: surface is a lava lake yeah lava
0: lake um and that sounds like it's pretty deep i mean you know 700 feet of lava sounds like a lot to me but it pales Kevin, in comparison, to the super volcano that exists right under under our feet, betwixt our toes. Well, not maybe, well not yours, but yours you're a lot closer to this thing than I am. Did you know that? Okay. The a super super volcano. Super volcano uh, considered the largest in the world, it is uh, about thirty miles by forty-five miles. That's a lot of miles. And that is far bigger than a seven hundred foot deep lake. Uh, my pity piddly little lava lake up here in Kilauea yeah this is the super volcano known as Yellowstone and it it exists underneath the national park that we all know and love that tv shows are made of made about and that best-selling books by Nick Thacker are written about
1: I Um, have yet to write a book about Yellowstone
0: (laughs) I know it's because mine was so good it we just didn't we were done no more no more fiction was needed <laughs> he laughs he just immediately laughs he doesn't no even... no i agree with <laughs> um yeah you know this is it's i've always been fascinated by this thing this um again this is a show called stuff that's real stuff that's cool stuff that's real what is it called it's one of those things but it's both of those things this is very cool and it's also very real this is a an actual volcano which means it's an active actual bubble of magma under the surface existing in a caldera, which is, I, I believe, the, um, the the term after a volcano erupts, leaving some kind of bowl or divot, like that's the caldera. That's what's re- what remains. And um, so this thing has erupted numerous times, at least three times in history that we know of. And those were 2.1 million years ago, 1.3 million years ago, and 664,000 years ago, which means we're due for another eruption. No, I'm just kidding. We'll get into Maybe. that. That's like... Yeah. The volcanologists hate that when people do that, apparently. They hate when people are like, oh, that means we're due for an eruption. Um, but sure. if you ask me, I believe volcanologists probably are lacking in the humor department since they named themselves after a, a, a television character.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Sorry. Am I meant
1: to correct that or am I just – we're just going to move on. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> They're all a I think that that's a
0: highly logical conclusion. I think I think they're all they're all lacking for humor. Um well, not so humorously. This thing is big and if it does blow up, um a lot of us are going to be pretty hosed. Now, I'm not because I'm far, probably far enough away out here in Hawaii that uh, that I'll be safe. Yeah. But there may be some other some other problems that we deal with like volcanic ash fallout. Right? Yeah. Um some of these guys did a study on it, some of these volcanologists um in a advanced earth and space science uh, magazine or website. Uh, There's a paper, at least the abstract is up here that I'm reading. Uh, They, they kind of modeled this, these smart people uh, modeled the volcanic ash transport, what they call it and dispersion. Yeah. Um, Apparently there's, there's a, there's a program called ash 3d that they use for That's pretty cool. I never, I never knew that. That's pretty funny. And Um, it's for tracking hmm.
1: the pattern of ash fall. Is that what it's for? Or,
0: I, it looks like what I mean. Not, I'm not looking at the app, but it looks like the uh, the program is to model the dispersion of volcanic ash. You know, you, I'm sure you're using wind patterns, weather patterns, things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's reasonably predictable, uh, assuming you know, an El Nino or different types of weather um, that happen every year. They can kind of calculate how far this stuff would go yeah. with a, obviously some variable assumptions, meaning like they know how much dispersion this thing's going to have. Anyway, they they typed in some numbers uh, based on I'm assuming other eruptions like this one, uh, or that are this that would be this size, and they uh, they basically said that this stuff would deposit um, ash in decimeters to meters in the northern Rocky Mountains, centimeters to decimeters in the northern Midwest, and millimeters to centimeters on the East, West, and Gulf Coasts. Uh, so essentially, the entire continental United States would experience some what they call tephra deposits um yeah and this is a big deal this is a huge thing um umbrella cloud growth may explain the extremely right okay there's a bunch of math here that i don't know about and care about but um this thing is huge man there's a lot of there's a lot of hot liquid underneath the surface of yellowstone national park yeah Um, and uh, i think most people kind of have heard that, that oh there's an active volcano down there but i don't think people realize that it's it's huge they call it a super volcano Right. You don't,
1: you don't hear much. And uh, like, I just looked up some facts just to see, like, where, just <laughs> to Nick see wasn't what given us any facts. So I just well, no, I wanted I just, to look up some facts. I wanted I wanted to see like, cause you know, I've heard about Yellowstone and I know a little bit about Yellowstone, but I'm, that's not one of the things I've dug in on, you know, but I mean, it says here sure. that there yeah. there's 10,000 hydrothermal features in Yellowstone.
0: So, sure. So that would be anything from like a hot spring to a geyser. Geysers, or, hot yeah, springs, right. mud pots, and okay. fumaroles. 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 And I'm assuming that like the really – the picture we all know of Yellowstone is like one of them anyway. Um, yeah. That blue and orange bright um, picture it almost looks like a pond, but it right. looks like a, a, a shitty HDR picture of a pond. But um, if you were to – I don't know if this is one of them, if that's one
1: of them, but I know that there are things like that in Yellowstone that they actually have – walkways and things through those but they have tons of signs everywhere that tell you not to get into it uh, because it's (laughs) actually some of those spots are actually like highly concentrated sulfuric acid
0: i was gonna say it's like sulfur deposits right they're just yeah yeah, you just you just melt and disappear
1: every year they have like you know an average of four or five people just basically completely disappear because their bodies were entirely digested by these little ponds of sulfuric acid i oh. do know that uh the, Super cause I was sad, thinking, yeah because and th- for that reason by the way like every entrance to that area is is well covered with like video cameras and stuff uh in part to stop people from going in there but to nefariously catch the to catch people <laughs> who are trying to use it to dispose of
0: bodies so, so <laughs> we're thinking EMP shuts down the cameras, maybe yes. localized, and then obviously that's not going to stop the thermal vents from venting. Yes. Yeah, there you go. There's exactly. some fiction right there for you guys,
1: some conspiracy. So, this
0: is where I'm going with this thing. Yeah, that's I love it. No, that's great. Uh, I'm going to link to this picture too. There's um, a really mm-hmm. good one, uh, USGS. That's the United States Geological Society. Actually, uh, the nerd that I am, I follow them because, again, I live on an active volcano um, and we have earthquakes every night. Um so they do a lot of really good surveying, because that's what they do. And they've got a picture here, obviously computerized, that that shows some of this dispersion if it were to erupt. Mm-hmm. Um and the the smallest like the, the smallest amount of of ash fall um in millimeters is still one to three millimeters. And that doesn't seem like much, but that's I mean, like think about like going into an old house full of dust. Yeah there's still not like a millimeter of dust over everything. This is saying one to three millimeters would cover everything in the United States, save for Hawaii, Alaska. And then what looks like the very bottom tip of Texas, which trust me, you don't want to go there anyway. Yeah, Um, Ash free or not. It's a pretty crappy place. Uh, And the very, very bottom Southern tip of Florida, including Miami is free from this and all the keys, which I have been there as well. And that is a nice place to go. So um, maybe that's why all the old people are flocking there because it's a, it's safe from the Yellowstone volcano eruption. Uh, why not? I, why uh, not? I, I can't think of any
1: better reason uh, with the humidity and everything. Keeps no, your skin everything. young. By That's the way, right. <laughs> for those who are wondering, a fumarole is an opening in or near a volcano through which hot sulfurous, 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 sulfurous gases emerge. I'm pretty sure it's furious. Sulfurous. Furious, sulfurous. furious sulfurous. gases. Sulfurous. Yes, and in addition, if you Google um, Ash 3D, uh, you do get the very first thing that comes up is the USGS Volcano Hazards Program, Ash 3D, mm-hmm. uh, but all the images associated with that phrase are of Ash Ketchum from Pokemon, so oh, 3D you know. models of Ash Ketchum.
0: So nice. That's, uh, that's a fun The two fact. most important things that, uh, that we could be studying. Um, I'll link to this article uh, obviously there's another um, picture here that's kind of neat it it does look almost exactly like a side shot of old school like um, pimple or blackhead commercials would do where there's like this blackhead under the surface just looming and waiting to pop out um, and it shows on the skin Uh, the the earth's crust apparently is just like that and the Yellowstone Caldera is a blackhead waiting to blow up now, it would wow. be uh, irresponsible of us to to just leave it at that, uh, to just say that oh, this thing's super scary and it's going to blow up. Um, the truth be told, it it doesn't seem like very many volcanologists, I'm going to keep pronouncing it that way, and uh, geologists are really worried about an eruption, mainly because there's just not a damn thing we can do about it. Um, right. They're not, they're not thinking it's going to happen anytime soon. But then again, uh, one of the quotes from one of these scientists said, look, we know one happened 2.1 million 1.3 million years ago and then one uh, about half a billion years ago and um, or sorry half a million years ago Uh, and and so he's like we wouldn't average two numbers we wouldn't take the average of two numbers and use that as like a scientific factor going forward so to say it's going to erupt every 600,000 years or so is very irresponsible and even then the give or take on that is hundred thousand years, either direction. Um, Right. So it's just such this, you know, the geologic scale, obviously we know just like the astronomical scale um, or astrological scale is astronomical uh, in in terms of linear time. It's going to be a long time before this, this thing erupts. And even if it does, there's probably, or it says there's the actual quote is there's no indication that we're due for a uh, quote unquote, super eruption, meaning like an explosive Mount St. Helens or Pompeii style or Vesuvius-style eruption. yeah, um, And so I, I liken it to, you know, where I am in the world. And in Hawaii, I live on um, the slopes of Mauna Loa, which is where the Kilauea caldera and volcano lives. Uh, far away from me, but obviously way closer than most people. Um, and it's sort of a leaky, There's that's the fountain volcano, I think is the term. But uh, I use the term leaky because it helps me explain it better. Uh, it's a leaky volcano, meaning it's sort of venting and it's open all the time. Um, it's bubbling or, you know, there's all these, uh, like you said, what'd you call them? The, for what the, what's the word you used that fumarole, what did I say? Hold
1: fumarole, on. No, I can something that. like that. Fumaroles.
0: Fumaroles. Fumaroles. Things like that, um, help relieve the pressure in these things, you know? So if it's yes. a pimple, then there's like a thousand little tiny holes around the side of it. So the pimple's never going to grow too big. Uh, so it's said or anyway, that this volcano that I live on is, is not going to just all of a sudden blow up and everybody dies. Um, there's kind of an understanding, I guess, or belief that the Yellowstone caldera might be the same way now. Um, because everything, you know, if this isn't, this thing is moving around, right? These vents and and the hot spots underneath it and the earth's crust and mantle, they never stay in the same place. And so even though it erupted and blew up in the past, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to do it again. Right. And volcanoes go dormant as well. So there's really no danger necessarily. Um, right now um you know give me 100,000 years and and i'll I'll let you know if that changes we're gonna
1: check back in
0: we'll we'll check back in remind me 100,000 years
1: (laughs) putting on putting that on my iCal now um
0: (laughs) i wonder if you can i wonder if you can do that i I don't don't know
1: know. i don't know what day is uh is this day february 5th a uh, hundred thousand years now, so that would be what <laughs> one
0: thousand two zero two one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so all locked in, um, all locked in. Cool, man. Yeah, and I've been I've been kind of digging around and looking at more related stuff. Uh, caldera, not surprisingly, uh, derives from the same were uh, the same root word as cauldron. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, that's interesting. A magma magma chamber, it says. So, or it's the emptying of a magma chamber. In a co- okay. A volcanic okay. eruption. So cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty sweet. I, um, I don't, you know, it's funny when I was a kid, I had more of an interest in volcanoes than I have now, for some reason, you'd think it'd be I the opposite.
0: Well, yeah. we, we, we expect to be growing up well, Mount St. Helens erupted
1: was like, when I was a kid.
0: Well, that's true. That. Yeah, that's right. So, what was that? Eighty four. Was that something like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something around there. So yeah. I had that experience. Uh, so you know, eight volcanoes eight years, were. So. Yeah. That, you know, so there was interest in that. And of course, we always had to build the, We had to build a model volcano in class and yep. things like that. So
0: that's actually how I thought of this. There's we're watching um, Handmaid's Tale on Hulu and the ads. Every single time, I don't even know what the what the company is, but it's this lady doing like a you know a teacher doing um, uh, remote learning, Zoom or whatever, uh-huh. um, and the, all the kids are supposed to be building the volcanoes. And of course, they're all at home, and so everything just they all blow up and you know, make a huge mess in the kitchen. Uh, and it gives us anxiety because we have kids, and so we're like, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen if we have to do this remote learning stuff. Who but, yeah, I remember doing that. model volcano when you can look at your backyard. And that's what I was saying. We're just like, <laughs> well, what's really funny is my youngest is in preschool at a place called Volcano School of the Arts and Sciences, and it's in Volcano, Hawaii. Nice. Which Very is nice. literally, uh, I think the, the next turn you leave her school and you turn right, the next gate is Volcanoes National Park. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's right there. I mean, they would just go on a field trip and, you know, like, Hey, look, here's the volcano. Cool.
1: Yeah. Now go yeah. home and
0: throw baking soda and vinegar in a, in a bucket and see what happens. <laughs> and
1: a little bit of food coloring. Cool. Well, you know, that was a hot, uh, that was a hot topic. So now we need wow. to cool things down. Oh man. Uh, a And,
0: uh,
1: head a little South and go to the, uh, Antarctica uh, for the next story. I, this, you uh, know, south as it gets. I think that is is literally as south as it gets. Depending, well, I guess you could you could uh, quibble a little about where in Antarctica is this most southernmost portion of the planet. But yes, True. The continent True. itself is the southernmost continent. And um, <laughs> so, I'm actually I pulled this article. There was a there were a million places I could have. Uh, pulled up this particular article, uh, but I chose The Sun because uh, that is a tabloid uh, publication that is, you know, has no problem with things like, you know, Bigfoot uh, had an affair with Brad Pitt and they had a Harry love child or whatever. That was uh, a no great one by the way.
0: That was just really well researched. <laughs> and yeah, I thought I they did a phenomenal Google job that. journalistic. Journalistically? Journal- <laughs> journalistic. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, go check that out But the, you know, they, they have no trouble With that sort of thing But they, they for some reason have a huge problem With the idea of an alien face In Antarctica um, So if you, if you uh, Are familiar with the whole Face on Mars thing So mm-hmm. decades ago now um, I remember when this first happened we were I was working for a radio show In Houston called Tom King's CompuTalk uh, the internet was kind of a new hot thing you know the whole World Wide web was brand new people could get it's online and look at websites for the first time <laughs> and uh this little fad so um i remember uh you know they they were doing the whole face on mars thing had been around forever but there was a big story about it at that point um i guess maybe they found pyramids or something similar and it was a big deal uh, with the, uh, one of the one of the your satellites or something passing by there. But I remember going, because at that time, if you went to Mars.com, which seemed perfectly reasonable for everybody, you saw uh, a animation of the planet Mars, and it said something about the Mars face revealed, and then it suddenly rotated, and it was an M&M. Because Mars.com is the domain name for the Mars Candy Company. Uh, so ah. they were playing on all the attention they were getting. So uh, very memorable. <laughs> but the the whole idea was that there are there is this structure, seemingly a structure on Mars, and several structures nearby that that sort of really closely resemble the face of like the Sphinx in Egypt, uh, as well as the pyramids, uh, and they're in kind of close proximity to each other. So there's. There's a kind of theory that, you know, maybe this this is the remnants of an alien race that had contact with Earth or came to Earth or something like that. So that's a theory. See, That's all very
0: intriguing. Okay. There's a picture, Kevin. I think we just proved it. There's a picture that exists. So There is a picture. What, what, more, what more research do we need? Well, so
1: the article that I um, decided to run with today was – this one's from The Sun, and it is. Let me read this. It's a long – convoluted headline but uh google earth uncovers enormous quote alien face in antarctica and conspiracy nuts think it's the work of a hidden civilization uh so which is a kind of a funny way to, to frame all this but so the irony when is, you look not, at the is always lost saying, on this
0: time right the irony is lost I, on the fact that they are the conspiracy nuts here and they're also reporting <laughs> and they're just ripping on this this whole idea—that's what was <laughs> hilarious to me.
1: Uh, right, but right. if you look at the photos of the thing, I mean, it is actually—it's—it's it's it's convincing crazy. to me. I mean, it's got—it's got the look of what they always called the Grays, those the alien uh-huh. uh, Grays. Uh-huh. Um, in fact, they have a picture of one of those in, in the article um, as a sort of comparison. But when you've seen the faces—the face on Mars—and you can, which I don't understand why they didn't—they didn't do a side by side with that in this article, but when you've seen the face on Mars and then you look at this, uh, it, it really does look like a humanoid face. I mean, it's got two eyes and nose and a mouth, uh, and it's got a very alien shape to everything. The mm-hmm. eyes look kind of, sl- uh, like slits, uh, here as if they've enclosed over the sort of, you know, almond shaped eyes of, of an alien, uh, head or something, you know? So it, it I mean, it's kind of cool. Um, it was all it was striking now I've heard a million different explanations as to how this sort of thing could happen uh, on the Martian front it's always kind of blamed on a trick of light you know the the satellite that passed by or the probe that passed by passed by a certain time of day at a certain angle and so this this hillside just happens to have some symmetrical looking features that under the right light looked like a face but when you saw it in other shots it didn't look anything like a you know, it just looked like some ridges or something. And yeah. so there's a little bit of that uh, going on here. They do have a side-by-side of the photo of this. It's in a video actually, but you know, taken at different times of the year or something. Uh, but I think you, you could make a pretty convincing argument that um, the uh, snow or sand or whatever it is, this is, this would be snow in Antarctica, but that, you know, it's all windblown. It's all moved around. So, you could make the argument that parts of this were were um, revealed by
0: like high winds or something or melt. Well, you could also make the case that, um, you know, this has been here for a long time and natural weather changing pattern or natural um, erosion could have occurred. You know, so this could have been right. um, something that not only was revealed over time, just like, by the way, all the pyramids and, and sphinx and any kind of um, ancient Egyptian temple or whatever you know that stuff is there's still stuff buried under the sand out there that we don't know about um so it's no different here i mean there's all kinds of stuff that could That's be buried right. under the uh, under the snow and ice right and of course if it if it was originally like you know a giant right alien Man. head laying on its back it could look even more perfect that has it's just been eroded over time
1: Well, and to lend some more maybe credibility uh, or at least lend more of a weird factor to this whole thing. I mean, they have found um, photographic evidence of things that resemble pyramids in Antarctica. Now, this this I didn't share this link with you, but this is a story coming from CBS News. And there was also a thing on National Geographic. Uh, And if you look at the photos of this thing from the air, they do look like pyramids. And what's really interesting is how they align with uh, they sort of align in the same way that the that the uh, Giza pyramids align in Egypt. So there's uh, there's that. Um, so the, the the thing is when you have things like this happen, and there's one photo here, man. I'm going to actually sh- sh- send this to you because yeah, this isn't it. an overhead photo. It. Yes, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it into our little chat if I can figure out where it went. Oh, there it is. Okay. So this, and we can share these in the. Uh, show notes but um it's this is a pyramid from the side not overhead the way most of them are when you look at this thing it is it's eerie how much this looks like you know the egyptian pyramids like it's straight angles and edges you know symmetrical sides Mm -hmm. it's it's Mm -hmm. just really impressive so uh and then they have some side-by-side shots comparing it to an egyptian pyramid in this thing so um, so when you get to this point now you start kind of wondering like how many coincidences are we what's our tolerance on these coincidences because sure we have yeah. on the surface of Mars something that resembles a face that looked like the Sphinx and then pyramids that look like the pyramids in Egypt and then you find an almost a, 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 an eerily similar replica of that in Antarctica where we know was a there is a lost continent like we know somewhere buried under all that ice is uh, a lost continent of, you know, possibly uh, signs of life. I've seen uh, maps, the Piri Reese map, for example, shows Mm -hmm. ports and Mm -hmm. cities and that sort of thing. But you also have, Mm -hmm. we know from core samples that there was life, you know, trees and plants and uh, even some animal life uh, under the snow there. They've actually found through core samples, they've accidentally tapped into uh, deposits of animal remains that... To, we can't figure out the DNA of the things like they're yeah close, but not so close. You know, we, they're outside the spectrum of what we expected to find. Or a uh,
0: yeah. So, yeah, I think, so anyone listening to this um, doesn't know what we're talking. I, I feel like we may have, for some people made a tangential leap here, but um, it's really, I mean, what Kevin's talking about, this is not any longer in the realm of conspiracy theory. Uh, like, you know, the sun Type articles that we're talking about that you know kind of tongue-in-cheek oh, how this is funny um you know we know for a fact that antarctica was not always covered in ice um now obviously you'll find different opinions right. online and all that but um but you know we we've got um evidence just like kevin saying uh, core samples and things that that don't just suggest but prove that there were trees on antarctica um uh, that there's actually a landmass underneath all that ice the right. ice didn't form over nothing it's not just a floating um, iceberg, you know, that it's an entire continent of land um, attached to the, the Earth's crust that has either floated around and, and moved around in different spots. Or uh, depending on which theory you buy into, crustal displacement or uh, even polar switch, polar, um, what do they call that? Polar uh, changes or shifts um, where, you know, what what was cold before becomes a little bit more moderate or temperate. And vice versa. We, we know, that, know that actually, that happened. Yeah, yeah, right. we know that that happens. We've we've yeah. got we've, things that that prove that the poles shift. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah it, this is all fascinating it stuff.
1: Seems to be on kind of a kind of a calendar of about every sixty thousand years or so. The the Earth's poles move, uh, and we, we're actually tracking movement now of the North Pole, the actual magnetic mm-hmm. North Pole of the planet, has been moving for the past few decades uh, at a pretty significant rate, like. You know it it's basically right now the north pole is somewhere in russia i believe <laughs> i have to look that <laughs> up but right yeah uh, it's uh the magnetic pole uh itself has shifted and we expect a flip at some point and we don't know what that will do uh what the consequences of that will be but you know historically if we look at like the various mythologies and we consider comparative mythology one of the theories is that that's the cause of some of the cataclysms we, we learn about in uh, exactly throughout mythology and history. So that, uh, and that would make total sense. Um, in fact, if there was an advanced civilization advanced, meaning they had technology, you know, uh, analogous to our own um, that could be impacted by things like electromagnetic force and uh, disruptions along those lines, then Um, It's perfectly reasonable to assume that if there was a magnetic pole shift, it wiped that civilization out. You know, we've gotten to a point where technologically our records, our history, you know, most of that stuff is stored digitally. Uh, So if we were, say, on a continent similar to Antarctica that suddenly was covered in ice... Uh, the only records left would have been the digital records and those would have been wiped out by, you know, this this catastrophic force So right and um, that
0: digital stuff is all on um, You know, silicone chips and, and metal, you know in hardware in hard cases yeah. and stuff and so even plastics, you know, let's say um, yeah. you Give it a, you know, a thousand years um, Most of that stuff's gonna disappear the plastics maybe uh, won't but yeah. give it another thousand and then they, they start breaking down just like anything else will and how many thousands of years does it take before every single ounce of evidence from that civilization is completely gone? You know, uh, just, just, yeah. just by sheer force I mean, of we, time and nature, like forget about any potential yeah. cataclysmic floods or volcanic uh, fallouts or ice covering a planet, like which happen as well. Right. You know? And we, ha- we have uh, circumstances like, so
1: in Turkey in in Gobekli Tepe, uh, which is the oldest known temple, the uh in the oldest known city uh that we've unearthed uh to date, the oldest known temple, um dating back like twelve thousand years. Like it's it's actually dating back before a time when we thought people had the ability to build stone structures. Um so we've gotten we've now started to uncover more and more of that. We're discovering a lot of evidence. Uh, that they were far more advanced than we thought so that's at a a depth in the earth um, where it took you know quite a while for us to discover that it was even there and it was preserved by being buried uh there's some regions of the planet where we're not allowed to dig for anything because of the the current culture uh in those areas where we might discover something even older so I think Antarctica is one of those potential hotspots, if you forgive that pun, but uh, hotspots <laughs> for finding signs of these lost civilizations that were maybe far more advanced than we ever imagined. Uh, but there are treaties, there's all kinds of things preventing us from just simply going there and digging uh, to find that stuff. It, it's it's really, I. so I wrote a book called The Antarctic Forgery Plug um, that deals with some of this stuff. A little bit. I didn't go into the lost civilization thing. I actually um, dealt more with the idea that that Hitler and the Nazis actually were looking for some of this stuff themselves uh, and looking for super weapons, basically lost to history. And so they spent a lot of time building bases and things in Antarctica. So that story revolves around that.
0: But um, uh, I wrote one too just recently, called the Minoan Manifest, which deals with the, those uh, that that civilization, the Minoans plug. going. To uh, to Antarctica and setting up shop as it was kind of shifting from its warmer, moderate location and, and, and you know climate zone yeah. to being frozen with ice and and how they kind of kind of jump, they got surprised by that. So yeah, you know, yeah. Plug. So it would but, not
1: surprise me in the least to find out that you know this face and the pyramid and things like that um, turned out to be actual remnants of a lost civilization. That wouldn't surprise me in the least. Now, no no not at all. That said, humans have a ten- tendency to sort of anthropomorphize things. Um, it's just a subconscious thing we do. So it's right. also likely that we're just seeing this and it just happens to resemble a face and we're we're putting that impression on it. This is like but, Jesus's face on the toast, right? Right. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, seeing we, we
0: will if you see,
1: you know, two dots next to each other and a slit under them, You automatically see that as a face it's just the way we're wired Um, it's an ancient emoji (laughs) it's an ancient emoji but you know that said there's nothing about this that says it couldn't be remnant. even even if it turns out that what we're seeing is some uh, trick of the mind the the fact is um, there could still be something buried under that ice in fact we know there is something buried under that ice we the Piri Reese map is is our best evidence that there may have been a civilization there, uh, but there's yeah. some question about whether or not that map is real. Um, I kind of tend to think that it is because it's a little too accurate uh, right. for its time period to to have been faked. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: good stuff, man. Yeah, man. Well, uh, you know that wraps us up. I uh, I hope. You listening at home or in the car or wherever you happen to be, uh, feel inspired by some of this stuff. If you're a writer like we are, um, I hope you are getting some ideas and some some inspiration from this. Uh, and if you're not, if you're just listening because you love the sound of our voices, um, I'm really sorry. There's better people to listen to. For the, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I think uh, I, I'm Speak hoping that you're yourself, baby. <laughs> hoping that you're excited yeah. by this kind of stuff um, as we are, and uh, and just hope you realize how incredible our world is and how much stuff is in it that's just really cool and also real um that wraps us up for this week tune in next week for what i'm sure to be an even more exciting and inspirational episode uh which I, we haven't even started planning yet so we'll see we'll see what that's going to be <laughs> right. um but yeah we're your hosts Nick and Kevin and uh like i said drop, jump in the in the show notes and um and and see all the links that we're talking about. You can see the pictures of the things we're pulling up. And of course, if you have an idea for something we should cover uh, and I, and I, an idea for something that's cool and real um, go ahead and send us a, send us a note about that. You can find it. How how do they they find us, Kevin? What, didn't we tell them something before that we have to set up? We have a website, right? Stuff. That's That's, cool. By the time they hear about it. Yes. Is that what it is? I don't remember. I think it it is. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Stuff. That's stuff. That's real. Stuff that's real.com. Let's
1: look. Let's look and make sure. Because nothing's coming up. Stuff that's real. Okay. Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> but uh, while I'm waiting for that to load, um, we I should know, also say, up. you know, we're pre recording a bunch of this stuff. Yeah. Stuff that's real podcast. That's us. Stuff that's real.com. Um, so go there. And you can send us a note about uh, your idea, uh, something you'd like for us to chat about on the show. But uh, be aware. I mean, we've, we're pre-recording a bunch of these. We may actually cover your topic before uh, you get there. So if we don't mention your name, it's not because we're stealing your idea.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, good. that's a good point. Sure.
1: Yeah. So well, it might be, though, depending on who you are. We might be stealing your idea. stuff that's (laughs) real.com which is a great site oh thank you i know it's a i know this is a real quickie but you did a good job
0: well thank you um yeah you can find us there hit hit us up shoot us a, a note and let us know what we should be talking about um because we while very very smart and handsome uh cannot potentially uh cannot possibly cover everything in the world that's real and cool Uh, So we need your help. So send us ideas on what's real and cool, and uh, we will hit you up next week. Thanks for listening, and thanks for tuning in. Stuff that's real. Looking for a great new thriller? Check out Conundrum Publishing. We publish books that make you think, from mind-bending thrillers to heart-wrenching, dramatic action-adventure novels. Our books will keep you up all night, turning the pages, eager to find out what happens next. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to conundrumpub.com STR for three totally free thrillers. You won't be disappointed. Again, three full-length action thrillers totally free at conundrumpub.com STR.